0: Hello and welcome to another episode of The Average Critics, joined currently by Obi, who is the Carol Danvers to my Kamala Khan, and uh, we will have our Monica Rambeau joining us later in the form of Chris, Um, (laughs) uh, the Marvels. Anyway, how are you? I'm good, how are you? Yeah, pretty good, thanks. Um, So today is going to be talking about some TV uh, series that we've caught up on um, Ms. Marvel The Boys Umbrella Academy if we've got time and also the big cinematic release uh, which is for Love and Thunder but while we wait for Chris we will start with Ms. Marvel I can't remember the ben, last sorry. time we um, Yeah, it was episode 3 it was
1: the last one we looked at by the way um, but just interrupt you before we do this do you want to play can I play a quick game with you
0: yeah sure
1: um, so I'm just looking at this thing from Culture Crave on Twitter, and it's every movie that made a billion at the box office. Okay. Um, and it's fifty movies. Fifty? Fifty, yeah. I know. Crazy. Wow, okay. Yeah. Sure. So uh I'm gonna ask you a couple of questions and we'll see if you can if you can get them. So, first question is what is the oldest film to make a billion? And like just actual billion, not like adjusted for inflation or anything like, like an actual billion.
0: Well, I not to already be a bit Pedantic But I'm pretty sure Jurassic Park Is on that list But it only made a billion Because it was re-released That's right I'm going to say Jurassic Park You are correct sir Okay Because originally It made like 800 or 900 million And then it was re-released And like Not that long ago And made a billion Like got up to a billion But yeah Cool Jurassic Park <laughs> What is the most recent film To make a billion?
1: Top Gun Maverick Well done. What is the I'm gonna so if you can you name the top five highest
0: question films in order? In order, right. It'll be Avatar, mm-hmm. Avengers Endgame, mm-hmm.
2: Titanic? Yep. Then
0: Is it? Is it something stupid like Fast Seven? No, Fast Seven is in the top ten, but it's not. Uh, uh, okay, number four. Is it? See, I know one of the Jurassic Worlds made like a shit ton of money as well, but then I imagine Infinity War did. Oh no, isn't it Spider Man No Way Home?
1: No, Spider Man. Spider Man is number six.
0: Ah, okay. Um in that case I'm gonna say Infinity War. Spot- Infinity War's number five. So you just missed the number four. Oh shit. Hmm. Okay. Is uh I was gonna say is it a franchise film, but it's definitely gonna be a franchise film. Um was it released post twenty ten? Yeah. That yeah, doesn't narrow damn that much. It's not animated, <laughs> is it? No. Mm. And it's not one of the fast films. And I can't imagine it's one of the pirates' films. Is it a Marvel film? No. Not a Marvel film. I don't think Justice... Oh, is it Joker? No. Uh. Hmm. Is it a superhero film? No. Hmm. Is it Harry, one of the Harry Potters? No. Oh, you're going to have to give me a clue. Um.
1: It was... I'll give you the release date. Or the release year. Okay. Uh, it was released in 2015. 2015? 2015?
0: What's it? Skyfall? No. I don't think I'm going to get it.
1: Do you give up? Yeah. It is Star Wars The Force Awakens.
0: Oh, what? None of those came into my head at all. <laughs> oh, my God. I didn't even think of any of those. And I'm sure at least three of the Star Wars films are in that top 50. Oh, my God. Damn. I feel ashamed. <laughs> I so. you know, just? I don't know why, but Star Wars did not even cross my mind. I was thinking Harry Potter, Toy Story, Fast. Mm. Like, at not any point, did Star Wars <laughs> cross my mind? <laughs> but yeah, that's a good, that's a good quiz. Mm. Um, Sorry, I continue. I don't think Doctor Strange has made a billion yet, which is really surprising. I think it made 800 and something. Mm intriguing. But yes, yeah, so we've basically got half a series of Ms. Marvel to catch up on. Um, now, obviously it's finished now, so we're we'll talking about it in spoilers. Um, so please bear that in mind. So, episode four was when Kamala and her mother travelled to Pakistan to see Kamala's grandmother. Um, and then they Kamala goes to just Try and investigate what you know what the bangle was showing her. She goes to the train station. Um, she initially gets attacked by Gar Kareem, a member of the Red Daggers, like a vigilante group. Um, he thinks she's a clandestine, uh, which I guess technically she is. Um, then she kind of learns through the Red Daggers uh, that the grand uh, clandestines are trying to break into the Vale of Noor, which is like a separate dimension that the clandestines use. So kind of it's just, it's just it overlays the main, like, earth, I guess, which was good for me visually because we've had conversations about, like, our dimensions, universes, and, how, you know, how do they work? Um, mm. So that was a good visual for me. Um, the clandestines who were imprisoned by the Department of Damage Control uh, break out <laughs> very easily. Very easily. Um, Cameron's mother abandons him because betra- she feels he betrayed them. Kamala is training with the Red Daggers. Uh, the clandestines come to fight them. Um, and then, kind of, uh, the Bengal gets stabbed. And then Kamala gets sent back in time to uh, the 40s in India before India was partitioned into Pakistan. Um, I felt that this was probably the weakest episode, mm-hmm. like looking at it as a whole. Um what what were your thoughts on this one if you can remember that part back? Um
1: yeah, I'm trying to remember. Um so I probably agree that it was the weakest episode. I did still enjoy it. Um like I enjoyed like kind of like to be honest I kind of enjoyed more the non the non Marvel side of it, I guess. Like her kind of just like going with her mum back to her home country kind of thing and like you know, seeing like the culture. She was like wearing, she wearing jeans, so she couldn't get into the the wherever the fuck they were, mm-hmm. um, and like eating the food too spicy, duh, duh, duh. like that whole stuff. I think I think was really cool, and I really enjoyed that. And even like her kind of a relationship with her grandma and the grandmother relationship with her mum, I enjoyed all that aspect of it. I think the Marvel side of it is where it gets a bit um, wishy washy, um, just in terms of like things happening. Fairly fast, like she meets um, uh, Red Dagger and uh, what's the other guy's name?
0: The older guy. Um, Yusuf? No, not Yusuf. Uh, it's not showing me on this little episode summary. So enough. Um, <laughs> I well, can't remember. The Red Dagger guy. Yeah, him. Um, that whole
1: thing about her meeting him and him kind of like training her a little bit um, happened really quickly. Um and obviously, you know this is what you, this is what we should expect now, I think with these these shows in terms of like pacing um that things might just kind of happen a bit faster than than, than normal um but I still thought that it was a decent episode um and I heard going back in time, I thought was cool um, I enjoyed the chase scene with with her and uh her and the uh, the clandestines chasing her and stuff. I don't love the clandestines as a whole as villains. I think the whole their whole story is a bit uh, rushed. I think we could have done maybe with not having so many of them, and maybe maybe it just being uh, Namja, um, and maybe focusing on her story a little bit more. Uh, maybe taking a bit of time just to kind of like flesh her character out a little bit. Um, but yeah, no. Overall, I thought it was it was fine. But yeah, I, w- I will say that. Um, uh, it was probably one of the weaker episodes of the season.
0: I think, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think, you know, like, the clandestines of the way they got out of prison was a bit, like, mm, do you know what I mean? Like, I didn't mind <laughs> the scene of them breaking out, but I could have done with maybe a scene of them actually being in prison. <laughs> like, Yeah, and then they just immediately travel to Pakistan, yeah. um, which all seems very, like, convenient, which yeah. is fine. I mean, like you, I... And with episode five as well, which is is essentially the origin story of her, um, Kamala's great grandmother, um, Aisha, who is uh, a clandestine and, and kind of comes to India as it is at that time and, uh, you know, falls in love and has a baby, which is uh, Kamala's grandmother. And then um, Namja comes back to try and take the bangle uh, and then, you know, leads up to the events where they had to get on the train. And it turns out that Kamala is the one that shot the stars. I feed. have
1: questions I have questions <laughs> Yep go
0: for it What questions have you got? I'm I feel like them.
1: <laughs> I feel like And I have not Thought this through So Anyone who's listening Feel free to give me A lowdown on You know Time travel theory And where, MCU can they, Where can they find us? Um, at YC Podcast 17 On Twitter Or oh, at You average a on Instagram I'll be with the plug <laughs> Um I feel like her this time travel element of this doesn't marry up with the Endgame time travel theory. Mm. Correct me if correct me if I'm wrong. So you, does her not going the- back? Is in, unless this is this like a constant loop? Uh, what well, even then I don't think it works. But like, I think Hulk's Hulk's um, uh, summary of it was that you couldn't go back and change the past. And have it affect your new future Because it would just create a different branch Basically of What's the paradox. Yeah exactly um, So I don't get How her time travelling in this way And affecting Her own grandmother's life Doesn't You know fuck everything
2: yeah.
0: up. <laughs> I mean that, that's a massive Thing because For Kamala to to say, if we're thinking linear, and I guess we we think of time linearly, but isn't necessarily. I guess you know you could argue the TVA in Loki. I don't know, kind of uh, made that a bit less clear. Yeah, but yeah. but if you're thinking 1942, Aisha is there and loses her daughter, um, and then the only way that the daughter gets on the train is for Aisha's great granddaughter to, to be there mm. it's kind of like well at that point that hasn't happened yeah so yeah I mean maybe some maybe Brian Cox the astrophysicist uh, needs to come and explain how that might be possible but yeah like you said it's, it's a massive uh, it's done for convenience clearly is. where I think is. I think what would have made more sense is if Aisha's bangle had just kind of shot Can you Can you remind me as
1: well, is there not two bangles? I'm sure they said there was two bangles.
0: Yeah, and I think this is... So jumping forward a little bit, like one of my, I guess, criticisms of this series is the clandestines, apart from giving us a little bit of background on how Kamala can use the bangle, They're cut by the end of the series. They're kind of pointless. Yeah. Um. They didn't really need to be there because there was that whole cold open of was it episode two or three where you see them take the bangle off of a Kree. Yeah, it's episode two. Yeah, and then they say, "Oh, no, I'm lying." It's episode three. So this is one of two bangles, and then yeah. you've got the Shang Chi kind of ten ring <coughs> mural on the floor. Mm. And that's kind of inconsequential by the end of it because. Spoiler alert, and we could talk more about this in a sec. She's a mutant. So, what was the point of the clandestine? It's basically, I feel like, A, I feel like the mutant thing was massively, like, last minute. (laughs) Because it felt like they were building up to say she's a clandestine, not an inhuman, and that's why she can do these powers. And then, right at the end of her... Oh, I thought you meant... Do you not mean the other way around? Because isn't she already a clandestine? Do you mean the other way around or no? Uh, well, no, no. So they introduced the clandestine to kind of explain Kamala's powers and use of the bangle.
1: Yeah.
0: The bangle, you know, the origin tied to the Kree, which yeah. never goes anywhere. And then right at the end, Bruno's like, oh, yeah, so I found out that the reason that you can use your powers is because of, and your family can't, is because of a mutation in your gene.
2: Yeah. Now,
0: in my mind, that explains it anyway, rather than her and her maternal lineage being clandestines. They could just be human, do you know what I mean? It doesn't really make that much of a difference. So, yeah. I mean, the clandestines can use the bangle, seemingly, that's why they want it, to open this mm. portal to Nor. but then only some can, because of a mutation gene? I don't know. I just feel like they've complicated it.
1: Yeah, I think I, I think I could have done with I think either. Do you know what I? I think they wanted to have um they wanted to have a villain um tied to like her back like the backstory of the grand, like and tied to like obviously they had damage control as like a side of it. But I think they wanted to have a villain that was tied to like to Pakistan and tied to like the cult that culture. Um, mm-hmm. Which I completely understand, but um I think yeah they didn 't do well enough to even give us enough of the of these characters, like we know that they 're Kandastan we know that they live in like a i guess a parallel or a different uh, dimension, but we don 't know what their dimension's like we haven 't seen it we don 't know like the logistics of it we don 't know what 's so good about it we don 't know how they got here we don 't know why they can 't get back um. And they're kind of just like people, four people who were here, three of whom barely got any lines. Um, yeah. And then, like all of a sudden, very, very I think it's episode is episode it is episode five. Very abruptly, the oh. thing the thing cracks open, and then Namja's just like, oh, I know how to stop it. And then she just you know walks into it and kills herself. How are we supposed to know that that was going to stop it?
0: Yeah. Like like. That like... Was, And and why does that happen? Like, she wanted the bangle to go back and it clearly would have killed her anyway. Like, I don't know, maybe we're just being super pedantic, but in my mind, why she wanted to, like... If she just said to Kamala, hey, you've got a bangle, can you just open this portal and let me home? I'm sure she would have been like, yeah, cool. Well, I think... I think... Is it
1: Bruno says in episode three or whatever um, that her opening the portal with her bangle would have been, like, super, super dangerous or something like that. And that you needed the power of, like, basically
0: a star or the power of the oh, sun to open it. Something along those lines. Oh, yeah. Um, which clearly wasn't the case when it was beginning to be opened in episode five. And how does Bruno know all this shit anyway? But, well, yeah, Bruno just seems to be a genius, which is fair enough, because there's geniuses in, in Marvel Universe, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, um, well, yeah I mean, I lo- I really liked episode five from the point of getting, like, a cultural understanding of mm-hmm. Pakistan-India relations and things like that, but again, we've... I feel like episodes four and five, if you took them out of the series, it wouldn't make any difference. Like, I think it's important that we have a cultural understanding of Pakistan and see Pakistan for what it is, and I think it was episode five, like, the logo from as Marvel was translated into several different South Asian languages, which was Mm. really cool. Mm. But it doesn't act, like, barely any of it forwarded the plot, and I feel like, particularly episode five, could have been condensed a lot more. We did not need a whole episode of something we had already been told through um, dialogue.
1: Um i see I see what you're saying I think I disagree slightly um only because I enjoyed that uh that backstory quite a lot um I think that there are definitely you could probably squash episode four and five into maybe an hour long episode um and you wouldn't yeah. have lost you wouldn't have lost too much um i do think there are like you know slight little things that was take you can take from those episodes and kind of lead on to episode six even if it's just like you know, the mum's acceptance of, like, her daughter and their relationship kind of, like, getting better um, as the series goes along. I think her, uh, Kamala, um, kind of, like, training and increasing her powers a little bit as well, I think, kind of lends itself to what she's able to do in episode six as well. Um, but, yeah, generally, I think those two were the weakest episodes of the season. But, mm-hmm. actually, I'm only going to say episode four, because I, I really enjoyed episode five. Um but I do understand people's criticisms of them. Um, and I think Marvel still hasn't quite nailed this six-episode format just yet.
0: Um, no, I don't think so at all. And to be honest, I'm not aware, after She-Hulk, which is the next one, I don't think there were any others that have been, well, Loki Season two low in key production. Season two, yeah. Do we know if that's six? Uh, I don't know. To be honest, I would
1: just, yeah, I would go on the assumption that it is just because season one was six, but we don't. Uh, yeah, I don't think we know for certain. But She-Hulk is nine, but yeah. it's it's nine, and I think, but I think they're short episodes, so it's probably yeah. going to be around the same runtime in total.
0: Yeah, I don't know if it's the runtime that I've necessarily got a problem with. In like a six hours, like you, you know, you could do a lot in six hours. Think like yeah. Infinity War and Endgame are less than six hours. True, but they're just not. Utilising the time Yeah I know I agree 41 minutes was episode 5 And to be honest like I said It was a good episode and it was important In a lot of ways but it doesn't actually Further the plot So you've got a whole kind of Sixth of your runtime That Was just Filler or Fleshing out something that we'd already Known and for a character that We have just been introduced to. I'm not sure that you can flesh out things. You know, we just need more information about her rather than expanding upon info we already know. But Mm -hmm. you know, like I might be being unfair. But episode six, the season finale. um, So you've got Bruno and Cameron are. Oh, can I just say
1: one thing? Sorry, sorry, sorry.
0: Because
1: to episode six. Episode five ended so abruptly; it was really jarring. I thought. Um, Bruno just goes, "You have powers!" Bang. End. I was like, "Oh, okay." And then episode six starts, and Cameron's arm is hurt. I was like, "How the fuck did that happen? We didn't see that, did we?" Anyway,
0: continue. Yeah, I presume he got shot by that little drone thing. Right. But um, yeah, I think they're trying to leave it like cliffhangery. Um, but yeah, so seemingly Namja was able to transfer her powers to Cameron. Um, Question. Sorry, did mm-hmm. we even know that Namja had these powers? I swear if we haven't seen her do this before. No, I don't. Not. That was not, that was weird. Because they all the clandestines used weapons, didn't they? Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, that was very that was very strange for us now to not see it once at least.
0: Hamran has like a slightly different coloured version of yeah, what presumably Ms Marvel's powers. So yeah. Um, yeah, interesting. So they're being chased by the uh, Department of Damage Control, um, and then they team up with um, Kamala and is it Zoe and. Um, Nakia, um, and uh, Kamala's brother, I mean, Amir, um, to basically stall the DODC agents, um, and they kind of get attacked, and and then the whole community kind of comes to observe it, and um, Cameron is flirting with the the bad side because you know he doesn't think that he'll ever be accepted, and the the government are like attacking them. Um, but Kamala is like protecting him and, and saying that you know we can get past this. Um, then she kind of helps him escape to the Red Daggers, and uh, the the DoDC the agent is, is fired for not listening to orders. Um, and then we kind of get a you know a, a birth of of her name, her change from Nightlight to Ms Marvel. So her father says that. Kamala, I think it's in Urdu, in Urdu it yeah. means wonder or marvel, and he said, Your mind is marvel. Um, and she's like, Is that the same as Carol Frickin' Danvers? <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, that was, that was cute, I guess. Um, it's pulled from, the, pulled from the comics as well, I think. Okay. Um, and then one week later, why it has to be one bit later, who really cares? Um, Bruno says to Kamala that she possesses a mutated gene, uh, which none of her family let, la- uh, none of her family have. I don't really know how he knows that. Um, has he?
1: I assume he tested, he tested them all or something, or their blood or whatever, maybe.
0: He got like 23 and me or whatever. Yeah, maybe. Um, but did you catch the, uh, the little X-Men theme tune? It goes, like really quickly? No, I saw lots of stuff on social yeah. media about it though, because music cues do not like, register with me at oh, all. Oh, really? Fair enough. Yeah. So that's the second time in two months that that's happened because it happened when um, Professor X... S- S- yeah. S- yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's it's kind of... Kamala Khan is the first confirmed mutant in the MCU, I guess, canonically. I uh, wonder... Sorry, just to interrupt you really
1: quickly. Do you think... So, obviously, you kind of mentioned earlier about it feeling like it was maybe tacked on a little bit or a bit last minute. Um, do you think maybe they thought let's put this in just before uh, San Diego Comic Con and then when that comes along we can kind of like, that, that'll that be like our big reveal because uh, it's been hinted already in the show kind of thing
0: Yeah I think that's kind of purposeful because Comic Con's next week isn't it or the week mm-hmm. after so it was I guess purposeful that as Marvel ended now um, I don't know whether they had from the beginning, that Ms. Marvel was a mutant, because, again, I think if they did, they probably wouldn't have persisted with the clandestine so much. Um, Also, like, Kevin Feige is doing everything possible to make sure that she's not an inhuman. Yeah. (laughs) But, yeah, I mean, you know, people getting gassed about the whole um, mutant thing. Um, I'm not bothered that she's been changed from an human because I'm not tied to the comics like that so the fact that she's a mutant is cool suggests that you know it's not going to be mutants are from another timeline or universe it's that they're already here they just maybe they're not aware of it is yeah that-
1: well yeah and this if, that I think that's the gist of it but again this Again, raises like issues. It's well, it's going to inevitably because we're just going to all be like, oh, how could no one have known they're mutant? So something's got to, something's got to happen at least, I think, to trigger it, kind of thing. Um, but I suppose we'll see.
0: Yeah, yeah. I don't know how they're going to explain that. Yeah, um, but you know, I trust them. Yeah, um, um, but yeah. Um, no, so, sorry. I- Go on. Carry
1: on. No, I was just gonna say actually no, we can talk about the other post credit and then I'll just gonna talk about the finale as a whole, but go for it. Okay.
0: Yeah, so then there's a, a post credit scene where um Kamala's bangle is glowing and and then she ends up being kind of I guess replaced with Carol Danvers. Um people were suggesting that maybe she transformed into Captain Marvel, but i imagine that they are separate and they've just somehow switched places um, yeah
1: she wouldn't have transformed because when captain marvel appears she's like looking at like um all the posters and stuff like she doesn't know where she is so i don't think it's um i don't think it's transformation i think that's just carol Damman's.
0: yeah i wonder if it's because obviously she appears at the end of shang chi um mm. and is interested in the bangles and if the bangle is somehow uh, the ring sorry if she, the rings are somehow related to the bangle then maybe she was like looking for these objects and then mm. somehow triggered that to happen. Um, so yeah, I mean, I kind of expected Brie Larson to appear. Yeah, um, so it was, it was cool. Um, and then it says Kamala will return in, uh, the Marvels, which comes yeah. out next July.
1: Yeah. Um, so I thought it was a pretty cool post credit. It's a good, I think it's a good like cliffhanger to leave it on. Um, it makes me think like how they're going to address it in when the Marvel, when the Marvel film comes out. Um, I'm curious kind of just like where they kind of carry on from here. Um, for people who haven't seen, who probably won't have watched this Marvel, because I think it's one of the lowest watched shows out of all six of, or however many of them there are. So there are going to be a lot of people who go into this Marvel and maybe it starts with Kamala Khan's scene and it, like, who the fuck is this kind of thing. <laughs> so I'm curious to see how that maybe works out. Um, but yeah, generally the camera was cool. Um, I thought that, I don't know if it's just me, but I thought, well, B. Austin's lost, lost loads of weight, I think. Um, that was the first thing that popped out of me. I don't know why I noticed it, but I just did. Um, and the second thing that popped out of me was that, um, her suit looked kind of cheap, but I don't know if that's, uh, just, you know, because it's on a t- TV screen rather than a movie screen. I don't know. But, um, it didn't look like how it looks in the films. Maybe it's a new suit, I
0: don't know. Um, But yeah, the finale as a whole, or the like, looking back on the series as a whole now, how are you feeling
1: about it? Um, So the and also sorry the the the, I like the mutation little uh, nod as well, and the little music I thought was really really cool, and I had to like rewind it a couple of times just to make sure I wasn't mishearing it. But yeah, it was cool. Um, But the finale as a whole, I enjoyed. um, I think I, I think I enjoyed the. The, uh, the ODC, or whatever they're called, as more of a uh, villainous—maybe not villainous—but as the antagonist more than I did the, definitely more than did the did the clandestine. Um, I re- very much enjoyed the whole um, them being in the school and kind of basically doing like a Home Alone type <laughs> type thing with the uh, it's with the, the the ODC. It was very childish, but I enjoyed it. Um, the series continues to give me like like, a Spider-Man-ish kind of vibe. Like, you've got your central character kind of, like, figuring out their way through their powers and stuff, and they've got, like, their friends who are a bit nerdy, but, like, who will help them kind of thing. And you've got, like, the shenanigans in school and stuff like that. I think it very much reminded me of Spider-Man, which I I really enjoyed. Um, I think that... uh, What's his face? Cameron. I don't know if it was the actor was... Maybe a bit, maybe a bit weak, but, um, his kind of like, there's a point from when they're in the school and he asks about his mum. From there till basically the end of the episode, I thought, I just didn't buy his, him, I just didn't buy it, his motivation, him being like super angry and stuff. I just didn't, I just didn't buy it. And even like the way he deducts that his mum is dead, I think was very like, I don't know, it feels like you're kind of just, Picking things out of thin air and just getting to a conclusion that you couldn't have possibly drawn from the conversation that was taking place.
0: Yeah,
1: um, but I get that you had to get him there, so you. I think the, the writing in that, in that, in those moments was a bit clunky. Um, I, again, I felt the thing like I said earlier. I didn't enjoy that. You know, he's got those powers now, but we didn't even know his mum had those powers um, or where his mum might have gotten those powers from because presumably, if she did have those powers. Um, she did it without a bangle. Um, yeah. And uh, and he did it without a bangle too. Um, and there was one point where I think uh, just after they leave, they leave the mosque um, and he like, lets out like a scream and I think it's like reverberating basically wherever they are. And you hear like an echo of someone saying uh, Cameron, which presumably is his mum, but they don't expand on that. Like his mum in his mind, his mum in his body, like I think they could have, I don't know, either left that out or... Give us, like, tell us what's ha- actually happened to him because he says, I feel like I'm being torn from the inside out, but then I guess so. Now you're not fi- you don't feel like that anymore. Like, what's happening now? Have you controlled it? Like, I don't know what's going on there. Um, so yeah, just little things like that. I think they could have done a bit better with, but overall, I very much enjoyed the episode. And also, there was a point as well where right at the end of the episode where Kamala's like sitting on a lamppost and it really reminded me of Spider Man. I don't know if that's yeah. maybe one of the shots from Spider Man Homecoming or not. Uh, I could be wrong. But that gave me, yeah, definitely Spider-Man vibes. Um, I like that, um, uh, her mum gave her her suit. Um, I really like the suit, by the way. I like her mum gave her suit and her dad gave her her name. So it's kind of like that family connection is still there, kind of thing. And it's like kind of like always going to be with her, even though now she's like a big superhero and stuff like that. Um, yeah, overall, I think that I really, I did really enjoy the show. I think there are some weak points. Um, like a lot of these shows but it might be probably probably in my top probably in my top three of shows of like like I don't think again I don't think it's the best made show. I don't think it's like I think it's probably one of the better written shows um just in terms of like dialogue between characters. Maybe not maybe not exactly narrative. Um but I think it's one of the better written shows and I like there are lines in the show where I'm like, oh, that's a really, like, that's a really good line, that's a really good line delivery, like, that kind of thing. And I didn't get a lot, I haven't gotten loads of that in these previous uh, Marvel shows, so I really appreciate that as well. Um, but yeah, no, I think it's it peaked maybe a bit early, I would say, those first two, three episodes, I think are really good, and then maybe episode four, episode five, were on a slightly lower level, and episode six was a bit better, but still I didn't think reached the heights of the first three episodes.
0: Oh, yeah. Overall, yeah i think so. i think kind of lost momentum mm. um in episode 4 and 5 mm. which you know kind of derails it slightly which is a shame but yeah i mean overall i think it was a good series it it kind of brought a different energy to marvel in the sense that like you know we had the particularly in the first half of the series you know the kind of Use of the background to reflect whether it was text message or mm. feelings or something like that, which was quite visually cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked that. And, and I actually, I actually didn't mind the, how they visualized, um, her powers at, in the sixth episode, like when she gets really big. Says, oh, yeah. Like, Embiggen. yeah. Um, it, it, initially it looks a little bit silly, but yeah. I actually think it's not bad. I think it's fine considering
1: it's a TV budget as well. I think it looks okay. I imagine it'll look better in the film. Oh, I hope it
0: would anyway. But I think it's okay. ah, I was expecting worse to be yeah, honest. Me too. Um, I even think like it looks better than uh Reed Richards did in Doctor Strange. But oh, that's interesting. Um I'd have to I'd have to go back and watch
1: it cuz I can't actually remember but
0: yeah. That's interesting. So. Yeah, so overall um Pretty good. Pretty happy with, yeah. with Marvel. An enjoyable series, I think. Uh, Chris, I think, welcome. You missed all the spoilers, so that's good. Cool. Happy days. <laughs> are you going to oh, catch up on it, I'm, or are you just?
2: Although to be fair, I'm not that like I'm not. Pro- I'm not actively going out my way to go and watch it. So, yeah.
0: No fair play. How are you doing?
2: Yeah, I'm alright. Yourself? Yeah,
0: we're good. Thank you. Um, so we've covered as Marvel um, there was a bit of news that came out yesterday or the day before that uh, Daniel Kaluuya is not going to be in Black Panther Wakanda forever um, because it clashed with his uh, appearance in Jordan Peele's notes doesn't necessarily mean that he won't ever return but I guess it's a shame that he's not going to be in Wakanda forever Um
1: Thinking. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of sorry to interrupt you, I kind of just wondered if he was in it what role he would have played because like didn't his character like go to prison. Not go to prison, but like, you know, they, he betrayed uh what's his face? He betrayed uh the king to Charlotte. He
2: technically he technically committed treason but also didn't commit treason.
1: Yeah. So I don't know oh. how
0: how much uh role he would have had, but you yeah. know. I also saw this like someone who claims to have, you know, seen the plot for Wakanda forever. Mm. Um, I'm not gonna mention it in case it A is true or B oh, is not true. Oh you can't
1: say no, I wanna go on I want, no, I wanna hear it. Just don't, yeah. don't don't give me like Forget by the sp- time anyway. yeah, it comes Don't give me super details. Just give me like give me a brief...
0: There's, there's probably gonna be a trailer coming out soon, but anyway, go for it. You'd hope so. you'd hope at Comic Con. Mm. But um yeah, so the the synopsis was that um uh it starts with, I think it's Riri Williams is trying to get some technology oh. mm. and then from the ocean and then Namor stops her okay. and then um, he's like trying to kill her but she gets stopped by Shuri and some of the Dora Milaje and then... Wait, um,
2: hey, so sorry, up at the ocean? What's that, Sorry. Who did you say is trying to get stuff out of
0: the ocean? Riri Williams, who is Ironheart.
2: Sorry. Uh, right, okay, I'm with you now. I'm with you now.
0: And then that kind of gets the Wakandans involved and then they fight with Namor. And then like T'Challa obviously passes away and because there's no more of that flower, Shuri has to make an artificial one. Um, oh, they're going to
1: have him pass away in the film?
0: That's what this says. I mean, you know, this was from some random account. Of um, but then apparently Shuri wants to have the power of the Black Panther so she creates an artificial flower mm. goes to the ancestral plane to try and get T'Challa to teach her but finds um, Killmonger and he okay. teaches her and okay I could be interesting. then she becomes Black Panther and defeats Namor um, see I
2: don't know if I wanted to become Black Panther but that plot line does sound very good
0: that does sound interesting I think she and will the,
2: end up being Black Panther
0: right. and then there's also a, a post credit which is apparently some, some someone saw a storyboard for I don't know if you want to you want me to mention who, what happens there? Might as well. Well, so apparently the post-credit scene reveals that Doctor Doom was the one that sent um, oh, I heard this, as well, this yeah. expedition into Atlantis. Yeah, yeah
2: I heard this too. That's yeah, so. yeah. That's a good tie-in. I mean, I'm surprised they give, They considering all the, like, uh, controversy she was surrounded by, mm. um, I'm surprised they would give her such a lead role in a series.
0: mm. I think Um, I don't know. I feel like they do have most of production done by then.
1: And like, that's another thing where like, if you're not gonna give it to her, who else is there really? I mean, you've got a Koye, I guess. Other than that, I mean, you could bring back Michael B. Jordan, but I don't know how many people would react to that. I don't know. It's it's.
2: I think so tricky. I think yeah, and uh, see, I don't think there's ever going to be a point where everyone's going to be happy. My preference. I mean, this story does sound good. Of all the stories we've had so far. That sounds like the best kind of linear story you've had. But I think I would, in my mind, and maybe it wouldn't be so good at, in picture format, but in my mind, I want Killmonger to be the Black Panther 2. But whether you can yeah, trans...
1: The same Killmonger or a different Killmonger? Like a different universe as Or the same guy?
2: I don't mind. I just think he would be like a good... He's. A, I think he's a good, well-established actor and he could probably carry the mantle quite well. I think is my probably- mindset.
1: I think story-wise, if it was, like, a different universe as Killmonger would, would be would be good. If it's the same universe as Killmonger, I think probably not, just because of, like, I feel like the damage he's done is quite a lot already.
2: Yeah, because cause, uh, cause if you think about it, like, Shuri, they've made it so that uh, Shuri's, like, super, super, super smart. Because, mm. like, she's meant to be, like, smarter than Ruffalo's character and Iron Man's character, isn't she? Essentially, so... <laughs> So it wouldn't surprise me if she could do something like into universe, get someone, bring them into this universe kind of vibe.
0: Mm. Yeah. Um, so I think, when is this coming out? Is it November? November, yeah. So is this the next film we're getting? Yeah.
2: Really? Is it a film not... I thought it was a series.
0: No. No, no, no. no. They are going to produce a Wakanda series, but I don't think there's been much detail about that. Uh, um, hey, right, so... But yeah, really, so there's not one in September. Mm-mm. Mm mm. Mm. I think this, and this is this that's the last film of the year. Oh, uh, okay. So, um yeah, so I guess Comic Con's in a couple of weeks, so we'll hopefully get like a trailer for that. Do you know what? Thinking about we probably won't, you know, it's actually kinda of far away. For, considering Marvel have been pretty
1: they've been playing it pretty close to the line with releasing trailers recently, so I reckon we probably won't get a trailer, you know. I feel maybe, like maybe maybe think... a teaser.
0: I feel like they've not been doing that because there's been such a short amount of time bel- between releases. So since mm. July last year, we've had Black Widow, Shang-Chi, Eternals, No Way Home, Doctor Strange 2, and Thor Love and Thunder. Fair so enough. in quite one year, we've had <laughs> yeah. six films. Correct. So there's not really, you can't release a trailer four months in advance because you're kind of giving a trailer for Eternals before Black Widow's release type thing. Yeah, yeah. But now they've got four months. That's um, it's kind of slowing down a bit, which in a, it's a good thing in a way, because hopefully like the quality of the visual effects in these films will get better.
2: <laughs>
0: um, <laughs> I'm presuming that it was COVID that has kind of fucked some of this up. Um, I think mm. some we'll talk about it in a bit, but some of the visuals in Thor, Love and Thunder did not look good. Um, but yeah, so we've got Black Panther 2, 11th of November, then Ant-Man, Quantumania in February 23, Guardians... In May. Oh, they swapped with the Marvels. Yes. Okay. Um, Apparently, that's because Ant-Man was much further along in production. Okay. so, yeah, the Marvels comes out next July. Oh, that's long. Yeah. So we've got four films in the next year rather than six in the previous. Mm. And then, other than that, the only one that's actually been announced is Fantastic Four. Oh no, Blade. Sorry, but neither of them have release dates, Fantastic World doesn't even have a director. Um, So yeah, hopefully um, Comic-Con will give us some info on that and Mm. also on the TV shows because after She-Hulk Attorney at Law, again, none of them are like scheduled for release as far as I I, um
1: Can I ask a general question about
0: the TV shows?
1: I suppose we can have the same conversation about the films maybe after we talk about Thor. Where Where are you guys at with the t v shows like how do you how do you feel about them? Are you happy that they exist or like do you like i don't know I feel like i'm a bit i'm a bit so far they've left a lot to be desired yeah are we being too harsh are we being harsh because the films are so like we love the film so much? Or are we expecting the t v shows to be on the level of the films?
2: well, I think like the 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 issue at hand is more that not an issue, but like all the t v series are kind of like all different and they've tried to like Hit different categories of TV when they do all these series. I feel mm. like they try to do like one division. They try to do like the old school kind of vibes and work it way into the, the present, making it a bit of a like mystery show. And then kind of like, bam! There's a there's a she's really the evil one kind of twist to it. And then, but like I think that started off quite well. And then they kind of, I think the massive fuck you to the fans with the with the Ralph Bonner thing was was a real like letdown um Loki I think had such promise and just fell a bit flat and I think I think yeah there is a high bar for these series but I think they do all have good aspects but I don't know if they've got different writers for different episodes but they kind of just like plateau or kind of fall mm-hmm. and I just I feel like when you've got so much content behind you it shouldn't be doing it shouldn't be falling so flat like they could do so much. Like I feel like Loki, especially. Like I, w- I want to see season two because I kind of want to see how they're going to progress it more and yeah. how it interlinks with everything. But these, I feel like these series aren't there for the fans. They're they're kind of there to be like the tunnel between the the films, like to explain yeah. where one film finishes and another one continues, and yeah. have the and it's like the middle bit that, like, sometimes people care about, some people don't care about kind of thing.
1: Yeah, I think as well, like, they're using these film, these TV shows to, um, as kind of like a phase one for a few characters as well. So, like, when, I don't know, when Moonlight pops up in whatever the fuck, we're not going to be like, oh, who the fuck's that? Or when Ms. Yeah. Marvel comes into the Marvels, we're not going to be like, who the fuck's that? Yeah. Which, I guess, okay. is a good avenue for them to use it, I
2: think. 100%, because, like, my thought process is, if we had gone... Yeah, because you can't have Doctor Strange without division essentially. Because we wouldn't have known that she's a bit of cray-cray. Well, not crazy, but, like, she's got, like, obviously issues where she wants to resurrect her children. And, like, I haven't watched the end of Miss Marvel. It's not necessarily a TV TV show of my... The pacing of it is not necessarily one I like. But, like, obviously, that's done really well. That's probably the most successful one out of all of them, as far as I can tell from reviews. Um, Whether you two agreed before I came on the call about that one or not is another thing, but... I think they do all have good aspects to them. I think, as I as I said, since since the first series they brought out came out, they're really they're really not allowing much scope to change things when they only give like six to eight episodes. Yeah,
0: yeah. I think we're all agreed that they haven't utilized the format to its best ability. I think. Ironically enough, WandaVision maybe did it best because they had nine episodes and they were different lengths. Um mm. And yeah. like, I, I like the fact that they're using the TV series to introduce new characters or, like you said, expand upon some because, you know, WandaVision would never have been a film. And if it was, it wouldn't have been that successful. So it's nice to have things on different platforms that mm. you can be like, look, I've got a Disney Plus subscription. I can't pay 10 quid a week to... You know watch a film so it's, it's like nice to kind of you can watch that at home um, it gives a little bit more time like you said we've got you know five hours of Ms Marvel and Moon Knight and um, you know whether you agree or not that they were successful we've been introduced to those characters and some of their like ancillary characters Falcon and Winter Soldier whilst not the best show was important to establish Sam Wilson as Captain America and incidentally, they've announced uh, Julius Ona as the director of the untitled Captain America four. Um, so you know, without that, if you'd just seen that they'd announced Captain America four, and Sam Wilson was Captain America, you might have gathered from the end of Endgame that he was going to be. But this that series like helps you mm. establish that he's like worthy in a sense. So um, mm. yeah, I, I like. That they're trying different things. They're not all successful, but you know, you're like, if you think of the first handful of Marvel films, you're getting a mixed bag. You're getting Incredible Hulk, Thor 2, Iron Man 2. And you know Captain America One, which you know. Mm-hmm. Why? slow your roll. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: But you know what I mean, like. If, yeah, if I know, like you know it's like fifty percent super success, isn't it? And then the rest you can it's a, it's up for debate, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think you know I, I,
0: I'm I'm happy with them doing that. Um, but yeah, so obviously Captain America Four is is you know happening, um, Fantastic Four is happening, Blade will happen, Deadpool Three will happen. Shang-Chi will return, and they've announced the Thunderbolts film. What, 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 what,
2: what's your thoughts on Anthony Mackie doing the solo film? Because that's a big that's a big uptick up for him in the um, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure as an actor whether he's like a leading man, but agreed. Yeah,
1: agreed. But I'm looking forward to to seeing to watching it to be honest, because I like kind of like where where he left off i like I like his journey for, uh, throughout um what's it called uh falcon and the Soldier. um mm. but yeah, like ben said i'm not sure if he's a leading man. I think they should probably get some strong co stars next him Um, Great. and like we can kind of like go from there but yeah no i'm I'm definitely interested i'm glad I'm glad he's getting a film as well
0: actually yeah i'm I'm really um looking forward to what they're going to announce at Comic-Con. Also, obviously, we've got D23, like, not that long afterwards, so I'm not expecting tons of info. Yeah,
1: I was going to say as well, um, I actually think that, apart from WandaVision, um, and maybe Loki to an extent, I think that some of these shows have not done the best job of, like, building up hype or building up, um, I suppose, anticipation in terms of, like, the week-to-week format, um, and I think, like so like Chris, like Chris, prime example, like he's watched, I think maybe the first three episodes and he's not like that bothered about kind of like continuing it from week to week kind of thing. It's like he'll get to it when he gets to it. And I think that's the same for, for a lot of people. It was the same for me with um, with Moon Knight. And I think that they could have done maybe a few of these, like released them all at the same time, I think, and you probably would have got the same or similar reactions. Um, then, then you have gotten out of people now um, Yeah
2: Because yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll tell you what This recent this recent Month, maybe month and a half Has really like Brought to light for me Like What I do and I don't want to watch mm. So like Obviously I do want to watch Miss Marvel But my attitude to going Out my way to watch it Is pretty low Same, It was the same with Moon Knight like, As you said It wasn't up my pecking order, but whereas, like, then you go to, like, shows like The Boys, again, it's not one where I have to watch it on a Friday, Mm. but I'm more intrigued by it and want to watch it, like, sooner. But then there's, like, series like The Umbrella Academy and Stranger Things, absolutely rinse through them. It Mm. might be the fact that, obviously, they've got the backing of several series beforehand, but, like, I was happy. Like, a lot of people complained about the Stranger Things, how long the last episode was. But I was happy to watch it because so. I want because I wanted to know what they were wh- where they were going with it. Mm. Um, obviously, again, like I said, Miss Marvel. It might get to the point where I watch episodes four and I'm like, oh okay, yes, I want to see what's next. Episode five, I want to see what's next.
0: I can't imagine but, you will. Episodes four and five are the weakest, but episode six uh, is good.
2: Okay then. Right. Well, <laughs> this is but that's the problem. Like I think. It's at Marvel's own detriment that, that because of the lack of structure amongst the six episodes they've had in other series or eight episodes, I can't remember what they do anymore. Um, and the fact that they're not all like high paced and, and intriguing has kind of made me a bit lackluster to co- like always be on point with watching these ones. But yeah, I mean, I, I, the thing for Miss Marvel for me is I've really liked learning
0: mm.
2: through it. I think mm. it's been a really insightful series. And I think the actress does really well in it as well. So, mm. um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that goes when I come. I'll probably watch it tonight, to be fair.
1: just been very busy. Uh, I just want to a quick question. Sorry, Glenn. Um, actually, sorry. Ben, what were you going to say?
0: I was <laughs> literally just going to say, just catch up, Chris, and then... Oh, OK. Then. Um,
1: yeah. Cool. I just wanted to ask a quick question before we move on, presumably to something else. Um, ben, did you finish watching car? No, I didn't,
2: oh, yeah.
1: actually. <laughs> Had, I was going to ask, so... Okay so you haven't seen all of it But Chris do you prefer Are there any shows that you think um, So like Where does Peacemaker, Peacemaker rank amongst Like the Marvel shows kind of thing oh,
2: Probably it's, it's, it's upper upper, In the upper sphere man I think yeah. yeah 100% Like it got me Like for a character that I thought I was going to be like Why are they doing this series yeah. I was very much For most part I wouldn't say all of it There was a bit of drag parts in it Mm. But like, they gave me characters that I was like, yeah, these characters should not go well together, but they do. Mm. And I think even John Cena himself, I think outdid himself in his performance and oh, he was yeah. funny, he was stupid, he was emotional, he mm. was, he was peacemaker. I didn't mm. know who peacemaker was before, but now he is to me peacemaker. Mm. And I don't know how to explain it outside of that really. He's just, they they'd had a good mix of serious and comedy in it, I think. Yeah. And yeah, it's just yeah, I think it's probably up there. If Great. not, if not above most of them.
1: I think I agree. To be fair. Um, but yeah, and I was just curious to get to gauge like where you kind of placed, placed that amongst the Marvel shows. But gonna you're not gonna you're not not feeling
0: it or? I will. To be honest with you, it's I've not like. There's too many fucking T V uh streaming services. Do you know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah. I keep forgetting that I have access to Now T V, so I don't because the football's not been on, I only really use Now T V to watch Sky Sports. Right. Um that I just am not I've you know thanks to you I've had access to Amazon for a bit, so I've been binge watching the boys and mm. I've actually been interested in this series of Umbrella Academy, so I've finished that. Um but before we get on to those if we have time, um I just wanted to run through some of the announced TV shows that Marvel are producing. So, after She-Hulk, which comes out on the 17th of August, uh, there's a Halloween special, which doesn't have a title. That's coming out in October. The Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special, which will be December. Um, and then the rest of these are TBA. So, Secret Invasion, Ironheart, which is Riri Williams, Armor Wars, uh, the Untitled Wakanda series, Loki season 2, Echo, which apparently is gonna have Daredevil and Wilson Fisk in it, um, animated Spider-Man freshman year, animated Marvel Zombies, um, Wonder Man, don't know who the fuck that is, um, Agatha House Parkness, uh, a Daredevil series and a Nova series. But yeah, was hopefully we'll get more info on those. Was the Daredevil series that confirmed? Uh, as much as you can trust Wikipedia, um, really? so yeah, apparently it was. So I've looked at the footnote. Yeah, looks like it's filming this year. So hopefully we'll get some info. Let's stick on the Marvel theme and talk about Thor: Love and Thunder, for um, as long as we can be bothered. So <laughs> <laughs> this is the Thor is the first of the well first Marvel character to get a fourth solo film. Who would have thought that? That's mental. <laughs> yep. So Thor's fourth. Who'd have thought? Um, so yeah, this is also directed by Taika Waititi, who did Ragnarok. Um, it stars Christian Bale as God the Butcher. It's also got Tessa Thompson as Valkyrie. Um, you have got Russell Crowe as Zeus. You got Natalie Portman as Jane. So,
2: oh man, too much to be said about this series, This film, Too much to be said. So we start with Gore, um at that point
0: <coughs> so in for uh-huh. the uh god worshipper. Um he is with his daughter in the desert and they are kind of dehydrating and he's like praying to God that you know, they they kind of get salvation. Um his daughter dies, um he sees a, a vision of an oasis and um meets his god uh, which is Rappu that's what it says um, the god is like I don't give a fuck about you what are you praying to me for I just killed this thing that tried to kill me with this necro sword uh, and then Gore's was like hmm, okay well you've abandoned me I'm going to kill you so he kills him uh, and then goes on a unseen rampage killing several gods that we've never heard of um, Thor is with the Guardians of the Galaxy, doing little missions, and uh, gets a distress signal from Sith, Lady Sith, and um you know, she's like, oh, this guy called Gord the are running around killing gods, and he wants to come to Asgard. Um, concurrently, Jane Foster, who we've not seen since The Dark World, uh, if you don't count what if, um, she's got stage four cancer, which is terminal. Uh, we're not quite sure what cancer she's got or how she got it, because she's still seems pretty young, Um, but the treatment's not working, she's, you know, trying to experiment on herself to find a cure, it's not working, there's a little cameo from Dr Selvig, who we've not seen for ages either, Uh, she kind of gets a call from Mjolnir, which uh, after the events of Ragnarok has been split into several pieces, but is contained as like a shrine in New Asgard. so that ends up reforging and uh, turning her into uh, the mighty Thor. Um, Thor is fighting the shadow creatures that Gore brings with him um, in New Asgard and uh, sees her and is like, you know, what the hell? Um, then they all team up to try and fight Gore. He kidnaps a load of children and takes them to the shadow realm. Then you've got Thor, uh, Korg, Valkyrie, and Mighty Thor. Um, I'm just going to call her Jane. Go to the Omnipotent City, which is where a lot of the gods, including Zeus, who's the leader of the gods, uh, kind of hang out. Um, he is played by Russell Crowe and is just a complete joke. Um, he's fat, he's got a terrible accent, and it's just, yeah, kind of, that humour didn't land with me that much. Um, Thor tries to get them to help defeat Gore because Gore is trying to get to eternity and will use his wish to. Well, apparently, you get a wish when you find eternity. You, uh, he's going to wish for all the gods to die. Um, needless to say, Zeus doesn't want to help him. So, oh, was he
1: not going to wish to bring his daughter back?
0: I think they were thinking that he was going to kill all the gods, that's why. Because
2: he, okay. he's, he's getting corrupted by the sword as well, I believe. Oh, right. Fair enough. Yeah, otherwise they would have just let him do it, right? Well, well,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but because Zeus is not helping, um, Thor steals his thunderbolt and throws it through him, uh, seemingly killing him. Um, then you've got, essentially, they go to the Shadow Realm, Gore needs to use Stormbreaker's Bifrost powers to get to eternity. Ends up taking the Bifrost and gets there. Then there's a fight. Thor empowers all the children to have temporarily powers, uh, and they fight the Shadow creatures whilst he and Mighty Thor defeat Gore. Um, Gore then decides Thor's suggestion to revive his daughter instead of killing the gods. Um, Gord ultimately dies, and uh, Thor kind of takes care for his daughter, who's called Love. Um, and yeah, that's Love and Thunder. And then there's a post-credit scene where Zeus is still alive and sends his son Hercules to kill Thor. Um, and there's another post-credit scene where Jane Foster arrives at the gates of Valhalla, although she didn't die in battle, although she did battle cancer. Um, where She, she definitely
2: died in battle. She died in battle.
0: Oh, did she? Yeah,
2: yeah, because she oh. died, and then they got taken to that extra place.
0: Yeah, fair enough. Um, so yeah, and Heimdall was there to welcome her.
2: Mate, so, yeah. that was such a throwaway! I knew he was gonna—he had to come up somewhere because in the post credits it, it had his name in it, and I was like, "I've not seen him in this film. Where is he?" I was like, "He must be coming up in a post credit scene."
0: I didn't even notice that.
2: Oh, mate, it's so stupid. I don't understand why they
0: did that. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I've obviously spent a long time talking about the synopsis. Um, what did you guys think of it? Oh, mate.
2: I, should I go for this one, Obes, or do you want yeah, to go. go on, go on, go on. Um, I was looking forward to this film, uh, especially after Ragnarok. And, obviously, I think Chris Hemsworth is doing a much better job as as the character now because of, obviously, the storylines he's been given. But I have to say, I'm thoroughly disappointed by this film. Um, it's a stretch to give it 6.5, but I've given it a 6.5. I think there's too much forced comedy in this yeah. film. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of the comedy doesn't hit. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, they've gone to the city of... Omit- the the one that comes to me straight away, the city of omniscience or whatever you just called it, and there's a flipping uh, bun as a god or whatever it is. or That was, was just funny. Like, I, I just didn't I find like that, feel, was, shovel, stupid. that was so stupid. Like I don't understand and like and I think um like I'm gonna I might as well start from the beginning. Like the first of all the film is way too short. Yeah. They they fast tracked a lot of story and it was probably a story we wanted to get a bit more out of. Um I think obviously uh what you said at the beginning, the goal of picking up the sword, he didn't actually pick up the sword, he the sword kind of came to him um oh god i'm gonna go and search i'm gonna go so back and forward with the things i'm about to say so just bear with me here one i think the sword was destroyed way too easily for something that was so strong and has been around for ages it was destroyed like with a click like it was too easy uh two i think they really honed in on having the kids in the in the film way 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 too much too yeah. too much and I can't really say any of them are particularly great actors as of yet, which is no, which is fine, but I think they honed in too much. I think we needed to have more of a connection between Four and Jane. I feel like it was there, but it wasn't quite enough for me to be like, I'm feeling love. Um, I kind of like the way, the reasoning behind why she can pick up the hammer. But at the same time, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure I'm buying it. Um, the fact that I think Valkyrie got bit, done a bit dirty in this film. She kind mm. of was just a bit of like a side character, which, but like, I, I felt like she could have been more of a front runner in this. Um, and yeah, the, this is, and there's lots of things that I think the more you guys will talk about, it, the more I'll pick up on why I'm, I'm a bit frustrated with this film. But like, a lot of things were so fast. Like, I, uh, maybe I should go back to the beginning, actually. Like, I thought the beginning was funny, fine, funny, he destroys that thing accidentally, funny, whatever, blah, blah, blah. I don't know if I liked the fact that all the Guardians didn't really want to be with, 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 uh, for, with Thor. I don't know if I really thought that was a good way of directing the film to start with. I can understand Chris Pratt's character, Star-Lord, kind of wanting to be away from him, but I don't know if I liked the fact that all of them didn't want to be with him. And then the fact that immediately after they get back in the ship, they're looking up the stuff about uh, the God Butcher, and then he sees that uh, transmission from his mate. I kind of was a bit like, "Uh, this is going, this is too fast. We could have travelled a bit. We could have talked about some bits. I don't know. Like we could have filled in a gap.
0: Sorry to interrupt, but I would have loved to have seen at least 10, 15 minutes more of The Guardians because uh, apart from... Star Lord, who uh, is Chris Pratt, lost a lot of weight or muscle? I don't know. Yeah, no, yes,
2: yeah.
0: I, I feel like he's almost the only character that has a line. Yeah, like, the rest <laughs> of them are just in the background, being like,
2: "Hello." Do you
0: know what I mean? Like, it was so yeah. pointless. Is yeah. that at the end of was it at the end of Endgame or was um, where he flies off with them? Yeah,
2: Endgame. Yeah, he flies off with them and they go to look for Gamora. Uh, yeah. or don't know. Or that's Chris Pratt's. Aim oh anyway? yeah. So
0: between that and this. You get a quick background that they, you know, help people out and then they go and then they split up again. I was yeah. expecting, like, either the Guardians to be a high um, concentration in this film or at least to be a bit more than the first, like, five minutes.
2: Yeah. It kind of feels yeah. like what was the point? Yeah, hundred percent. Because it's like it's like the bit very beginning. Actually, the more I think about this, the more like the more I get annoyed. But like at the beginning, where he's like talking about like uh Korg's talking about oh, I've made and all the story and blah 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 blah. I lost his weight, and then there's like Chris Hemsworth's character like meditating, and it's like, bam! Oh yeah, can you come and help us fight now? And I was kind of like, I don't know if this kind of flows very well. Like, I'm not sure it transitions from him. I don't know. It just didn't transition well for me. It was just kind of. It was like I said. It's been. It's very rushed. That first scene is very, very rushed. I'm not sure I like it.
0: Yeah, I agree. Any, any uh, more thoughts or, or?
2: Oh yeah, I could. Uh, mate, I could go on all day. With this <laughs> film. Um, all right. I'm trying to think what happens next. This is the. This is the problem with this film as well. Um, well, let's he, bring Obi. Yeah, go no, just will
0: bring Obi in, and then maybe you can jump in when you. Yeah. What were your thoughts on that, Obi? Um, I'm pretty,
1: pretty much where you two are at, to be fair. Um, I think that there was some stuff I liked, and some stuff that I thought was not very good. Um, I'm not sure if I entirely disagree, uh, if I entirely agree with people saying that there's too many jokes in this. I don't think the problem is too many jokes is the problem is there's too many jokes that aren't funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because... Yeah. Thor Ragnarok has quite a lot of jokes even I rewatched Thor Ragnarok the other day it's actually not as funny as I remember but it's still much much funnier than, than this um, I would say maybe maybe I laughed in this film maybe three times maybe three times um, so I think yeah it seems like they've kind of they've let uh, Taika Waititi have like Im- fully implement his style of comedy on, on, on this film um, which fair enough like the last one did really well so they probably thought let's give him more of that and I think they've tried to do that, but it's just, I think Thor Ragnarok had a better balance of seriousness and comedy um, than this film did. Um, I think that, agree with Chris, way too short. I say way too short, it's too short. I think he could have probably given, given us an extra 15 minutes. Um, completely agree with both of you about the Guardians. They should have been in it more or not been in it at all. Um, I actually think that Jane and Thor have Really good chemistry in this film, um, and I like that they that we get a little um, explanation as to why they broke up in in uh, After the Dark World because we didn't really get told why we just kind of got told they broke up and that's it. So I like that little backstory and that kind of exploration of their story. Um, I think that they basically tried to make this like a superhero film, but also like a rom com. And yeah. I understand them. I understand. I I like the risk. But it, they didn't put it off. But I appreciate them trying to trying it. Um but yeah they didn't really they didn't really really land it. Um mm. I think that Gore, uh Christian Bell was really good in pretty much every scene he was in. Problem was there wasn't enough of him. Um he is Gore the God butcher. We see him kill one god and that's it. Um so for someone who's kind of like, you know, taking this time to have this much, um, this many people worried about him and kind of saying, Oh, this guy's going around killing people. We didn't actually get to see him do any of that, which I think was, was a really big missed opportunity. I don't understand why they chose to do that. Um, agreed with going completely about the all the Zeus stuff. I thought it was shit. Yeah, that was um, fucking weird. Um, I think that, um, yeah, his accent, uh, all that was annoying. The orgy jokes, him stripping Thor down to being nude, I thought it was all not not good i understand i understand why people because even when they showed that in the trailer i didn't like that i understand when people like it it's just not for me um my biggest annoyance and i'll stop now because then you guys can you know we can have a bit more flowing conversation but the screaming goat stuff hated it. hated hated every single second of the screaming goat stuff again i understand why people like it
0: not for me hated it it's sure. just i think they dragged it out too long
2: yeah um they could have had it yeah. once, and I would have been like, okay, you've gone for a bit of a meme joke, like, cool. But the, the fact they continued it, it, was just like, oh my god. Please yeah. stop.
0: Yeah. So apparently, for some reason, don't know why, uh, Marvel, presumably Feige, insisted that this film was less than two hours. Mm. I don't know why you'd insist that, considering Eternals was two and a half, yeah. uh, No Way Home was two and a half, Doctor Strange... 2 was 2.15 so you know. He has
2: strange requests man, strange, strange
0: requests Yeah I don't really get it, I mean I agree, you know, nothing that you guys have said I disagree with, Gore was really good, a really good character Yeah, He was very sinister and the way that his scenes were shot in terms of like the horror aspect they're going for, I really enjoyed mm. Um, but it doesn't work with the the complete 180 to the kind the rom-com. of the absurdist comedy that mm. YTT does and they don't merge that together well enough. Um I think, like you said, Obi, it was a lot better in Ragnarok where the tone doesn't really change, but you get serious characters coming into it, like Hella mm. where they're kind of off it's kind of funny also the fact that they're so serious, but this is literally flipping from like absurdist comedy to like horror. And it doesn't work. And mm. You know, Christian Bale does really well with his character and to the point where like you would probably argue that he's his performance is one of the better villainous performances in the MCU. I'm not saying for a second that Gore is one of the best villains because we just don't see enough of him. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, like I said, the jokes were too missed and hit, um it was it felt rushed, the Guardians were wasted. I quite I felt it was funny initially when like Stormbreaker was jealous that yes. Yeah. Looking for it but that also got quite tiring. Um, the kids, yeah, I don't think they were that great. Um, I mean, did anyone know that Handel had a son? No idea. <laughs> um, no so idea. that whole thing, it kind of felt like they were like theatre kids. Um, yeah. which, but they
2: were their kids, weren't they?
0: Yeah, well, some, yeah, exactly. And Love. I think all,
2: all, yeah, all of them were their kids, all the actors' kids, weren't they?
0: Oh, were they? yeah that's cool um, so it was a family affair maybe that oh, was so that was Idris oh
2: no. I don't I don't know about that but like the, the actors in the car like the actors in the uh, studio people it was their children I believe
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> explains a lot yeah and, lo- and,
2: you, and you were about to say it when you love Chris Hemsworth's daughter isn't it
0: yeah um, I mean, I could tell by her Australian accent. <laughs> I was like, hmm, this girl's Australian. Why is that? Oh, has oh, completely different accent than oh. dad.
2: Fair enough. <laughs> can, you, can you tell me this as well, right? So, uh, wait, are you finished, Glenn? Can I quickly just jump in? Just jump in, yeah, jump in. Right, so at the very end, obviously, we see... Uh, what was the god we're, we're going to talk to at the end? Um, Eternity. Eternity. So you see in the water that Eternity is walking towards them and then it'll see pans upwards and then you see love appear in the water and eternity's gone and maybe i'm jumping the gun here but are we now to assume that eternity is in love because love did not have eye lasers beforehand and now yeah. she does
0: i think i think there's an assumption that part of eternity at least is in her yeah but that yeah, wasn't okay also very clear i mean, no. she didn't
2: have eye lasers. Because I assume she's the same species as Gore, and Gore doesn't have eye lasers.
0: Yeah, he didn't have powers until the necrosaur, did he? Oh, well, again, they weren't in it really enough for us to know, but well, I like the, yeah. that's the assumption I got. Um, yeah, and, they, yeah, they didn't really explain it that well. But also, when they were on that kind of eternity bit with the water, it was very reminiscent of the soul plane.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, But it was clearly quite different, so... Again, how does that work? Um, the actual setting for Eternity was quite cool, because you've got the... Um, you had Uatu, the statue of him, um, Death, or Red Skull, was there, I think. And then the Living Tribunal was also there, which, I mean, that's at least the third time we've seen that guy's head. Um, mm. Still no explanation. So wait, the um, Living
2: Tribunal, the people from Loki, right?
0: Uh, well, he was seen also in that kind of weird.
2: Oh, the yeah. Watcher.
0: So the Watcher was there. His name's Uatu yeah. I think. Um, so he was one of the big head statues in. Yeah, the, I saw
2: him. Yeah, yeah. Then
0: there was a guy which was a skull, and I don't know if that was Red Skull or if it was Death or something like that. But there was some hooded skull figure, oh, and then there that. was the Living Tribunal, which is the three-headed.
2: Baby. I didn't see that either.
0: Good spot. Uh, but so that's the third time we've seen him because you also briefly see him in Doctor Strange and at no point has it ever been addressed. So I wonder whether that's just going to be a recurring kind of Easter egg or if we're actually going to get an explanation. But you also see two Celestials in the Omnipotent City, um, which, you know, uh, I found a nice Easter egg, but seeing as we've had Eternals, and Eternals ended with that fucking massive Eternal... Uh, sorry, Celestial taking loads of them away. That, that no one's addressed yet. No one has addressed that. Like, oh, I don't know. It's, it's frustrating me that there's so many of these threats and every time a bit of content comes out from the MCU, more of these threats are left dangling. Mm. Like, when are these things happening? Has Eternals happened and is there a massive Celestial Rock figure coming out somewhere in the ocean? Has that happened before the events of No Way Home, where in New York there's a split in the sky and the multiverse mm. stuff happens. You know, you need to explain some of this to me because the math is not nothing So wait, but, what,
2: what, what, are you, what are you getting confused about? What, 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 the the timeline? timeline. The timeline yeah. stuff. Oh, of stuff. Oh, yeah. Major
0: events are being addressed. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? At no yeah. point, even just a little throwaway comment in Doctor Strange being like, hmm, scientists are still... Investigating that weird crater that appeared. Something like that. I'd be like, okay, cool. They're aware of it. Do you know what I mean? Like, something like that would go a long way. So, yeah, hated on Immitten City. I think, um, Russell Crowe's accent was borderline offensive. I mean, was it Russian? Was it Greek? I don't know. Uh, presumably it was supposed to be Greek, but terrible. Hercules? Do I give a fuck? Not really. That's Roy Why Kent, is- mate. Show some respect. Yeah, Ted Lasso, whatever. That was but,
2: awful. He was awful. <laughs> awful. But
0: yeah, do you know what I mean, like, I, uh, I didn't mind the fact that this wasn't, like, multiversal or anything like that. It's fine to have a contained story, but it just wasn't was, uh, was not that good. Um, yeah. I was disappointed with it. I liked the the, reper- the repeat of, like, Matt Damon and, and that, that kind was of funny doing their play version. And then when Melissa when he, shows up. Yeah, and then they're kind of trying to do another one when the children get taken. That was yeah, funny. That was but, funny. But yeah, a lot of the rest of it just doesn't doesn't hit. And I was... Yeah, apparently um, there are cameos from Jeff Goldblum and Peter Dinklage and Lena Headey, which were removed. They were all cut, yeah. Yeah, so the Grandmaster and E-Tree. Um, well, apparently they were supposed to die. As in being gods?
1: As in, yeah, so the... Gore was supposed to kill them but I think Marvel said actually no we might want to use these characters later so let's cut these things uh, so, wait, right. so, wait,
2: so what was meant to be in it and it's not
1: so Gore was supposed to kill
2: Grandmaster and um, oh yeah whatever I Peter didn't. Yeah. character was called I can't remember what it's called
0: Beatree do
2: you know do you know what you, uh, it's talking about him and what you said earlier Glenn you make a very good point I think a montage of distress calls from other gods showing Gore killing would have been a lot better than just not seeing Gore kill any gods.
0: Yeah, and they could also have just, like, I mean, maybe, you know, there's probably tons of Easter eggs in The omnipotent Ob- Unif- Unif- City that we've missed, but, like, an obvious one would have been a Wakandan god, right? Mm.
1: I feel like... We, I th- I'm sure there was stills, and there was um, there was someone who thought, oh, this is... I mean, people fear, I oh, know, this is a Wakandan god, but I'm sure that shot is not actually in the film. Make it more
0: obvious, you know. Yeah. I mean, like Chris said, <laughs> we get two shots of the bow, which, you know, I found funny the first time. Second time, I was like, we don't I don't
2: know. I it's not even. It's not even Korg and seeing Korg's god. I literally couldn't care. Did not yeah. care. And Korg, when he was stabbed, if he died, I'd have been. I'd have been fine. Absolutely fine. Um. Yeah. Well, yeah, I just, thought they were going to kill him, and then they they walk that back as well. And I was like, oh, okay, of yeah, that was that was <laughs> that was a bit like, but for, for such a, this is the problem. This is this is my major problem for the film, right? Wrong come or not, there needed to be some more seriousness in it, some like fluidity of seriousness, so that I could gauge like, like there's like a gauge a time constraint or or gauge like a some momentum in it, like. I knew Jane was dying, but all the, all they said was she's like no wait I I've got to word this correctly. Obviously, stage four cancer is 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 it curable? No, okay. I think so. no. So that's that's all they said, and I feel like they like they, they could have said it earlier, or they could have like shown how i like shown more of how unwell she was beforehand. But then they want to keep it light hearted, don't they? So.
0: Um, I even just think like maybe a little explanation like why she's clearly like 40 maybe yeah like to get stage four cancer you know is it breast cancer you know like like, they could have just maybe done a bit more rather than just generic cancer like you know they could have maybe given us a bit more like of like a awareness of it or something like that you know they could have used that platform a bit better um important question for you guys is this the worst film so far in phase four
2: um that's a tricky question for me because like I think it is you yeah. know it might be like I would put if I'd rank in the films is it's Black Widow phase four yeah yeah mm-hmm. I would maybe put it black, above Black Widow just because I just didn't care for Black Widow's storyline I, I think, think like, there was quite a lot of good in Black Widow, though. But like then, yeah, of... this this is the problem, though. Black Widow had like a lot of better good points.
1: I think with this one as well. I think like because we we're coming off like Thor: Ragnarok, which is, like one of the one of the better MCU films. Yeah. I think we kind of probably expected more from this, and yeah. I didn't expect as much from Black Widow. So maybe maybe that's why I think it's maybe because it just
2: dis- didn't disappoint me as much. Does yeah. <laughs> that
1: make sense?
2: Can you also explain something to me? Sorry, I just, I just, just cause I quickly remembered, right? Uh, unless you, you want to say something more about differences. Not at all. Right. Can you explain to me, right? Right. So, Gore. No, no, no. Wait, wait, wait. So Gore's got Stormbreaker. Gore yeah. goes back to make sure that Valkyrie's seen to and, uh, Jane is looked after, and then four makes his way back to that place how He,
0: he doesn't need presumably he so, doesn't need stormbreaker to travel
2: but well, he needs something to travel, right He had the lightning
0: bolt from Zeus didn't he? I presume that he can maybe... I guess the assumption is that he... Whatever thing he's wielding, he can travel with it, I guess. Because, presumably... For for something
2: that took him ages to get to the first time round, he got there awfully quick to then, like, continue the fight. And then, on top of that, Jane then also arrived there shortly after. Well, I assume Jane used... Because Mjolnir... Like yeah, but, around, but it? I she yeah, used but, or whatever. M- M- Mjolnir doesn't have the Bifrost. Why not? It never had the Bifrost. Doesn't it? No, he, he. Whenever Thor had a hammer, he would call to Heimdall, and, and Heimdall he bif- would through the Bifrost. Yeah, and Heimdall would turn on the Bifrost mm. with the sword. He would twist the sword and turn it on. Okay, that's. But Thor's hammer can make him fly, but my thing is, I just it that whole part of the film didn't make any sense to me because one, I'm like, how does Jane know where she's going? Two, flying with a hammer through space and, ty- and like and getting uh, that the whole the whole bit didn't make sense to me.
0: Yeah, I think there's some just logic jumps which are coming quite common. Um, there was also kind of uh, piece of text at the end that says 4 will return that took both uh, Taika Waititi and Chris Hemsworth by surprise
2: what?
0: yeah Um, they both said that they didn't know that that was going to be in it
2: oh so what they were going to say yeah we're done no because Chris Hemsworth said that he will continue playing 4 for as long as Marvel will have him
0: yeah but I don't think they were aware that like that was going to be in it or like you know I guess at this point it wasn't Confirmed that you know where is Thor Going to fit in he's not going to be in Guardians 3 So where does he fit in So I think it was just a surprise So, I think it, doesn't also,
2: mean, so it doesn't mean a 4 5 But it does it does potentially mean He's going to appear in another film
0: Yeah I'd assume so um, I mean to be fair it says Thor Will return it could be the Mighty Thor But then Jane's in Valhalla so uh, Presumably not Also there was a clip circulating of Waititi and Tessa Thompson kind of criticizing some of the visual effects in the film. Yeah, I saw that. As well. Oh, I the have...
2: baby, the baby visual effect was awful. The
1: baby, which bit?
2: You know when um, baby, 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 fo- baby, fo- four is on someone's chest, on his dad's chest, isn't he? When they're in a battle scene. Uh, we right. Oh, That was awful. I know. You, I know you're not going to take a real baby into a battle scene, but jeez <laughs> that was terrible.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, to, for the fact that the director's kind of criticised some of the visual effects is is pretty disrespectful. Um, I mean, you know. Well, you why didn't the they just
2: take another month to sort it out? Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, can I just quickly read a few more things that I didn't like? Yeah, go yeah, for it cool. here. Yeah. Um, I thought the fight scene in. What's the place called again? Om, om, Omnipotent?
0: Omnipotent City.
1: Omnipotent City.
0: Yeah, something like that. Okay.
1: Um, so yeah, the fight scene. Although the actual fight itself was cool, I didn't like the fact that like all the gods had like golden blood. I thought it was just stupid, and it was a way of I think they just used it as a way of kind of like saying, "Oh, we want to have blood in our thing, but we can't use actual blood, so it's going to be gold." So it looks, so it looks pretty kind of thing. I thought it was just dumb. To be um, I thought that was stupid. Uh, I agree with Chris. They shortchange Valkyrie hard um, in this film. They kind of like think two on two instances i think gore says it and i think she says it as well actually they make they allude basically to her having like a lost love like from back in the day um and then they kind of just ignore that and then she gets stabbed and she can't even fight in the final fight and yeah i thought that was wasted opportunity as well i think they could have given her a bit more to do for one and also they could have like fleshed out her story a little bit so we know more about her than these just like little things and Mm -hmm. Then they just throw it away. I thought that was silly. Um, I was gonna say as well, I think I really, I actually did very much like the fight on the planet against Gore where everything was black and white. I thought that was very cool. Probably the best part of the film, to be honest. Um, that was interesting. Um, I think with the addition of Love now, I think I'm more convinced that they're gonna do Young Avengers, um, because they keep getting these young, these young kids with powers. I think they're just, I assume they're building up to something.
0: Um, Anything else. I'm not sure I want to see Thor as like a domestic dad do you know what I mean
2: yeah I think that's just such a I feel like that's just it wasn't necessary I think they could have done what they did with uh America Chavez and like kind of put love into the population of the Asgardians and had mm. her been with the other kids rather than go on an adventure with him like it just didn't didn't add up for me I, I think mind. they've, I think they've really set like a, a bar where they're like, actually, no, uh, I don't know what I was going to say there, so I'm just going to go off on something else. I feel like, and I need to pronounce this better because it sounds like I'm saying the number four, but what I'm trying to say is four is, is going to have the same problem as Superman, whereby he is so powerful and nothing can defeat him that it's just going to be a bit hard to like really like be on his wave or empathize with him in that, in that way. If you get what I'm saying, like he was in that city of gods and he broke out of his, I know he's, I know he's the God of thunder, but he broke out of his um, constraints or his chains or his thunder, lightning things very easily. And then defeated the so-called God of gods very fast. I also thought it was weird that like none of the other gods tried to fight him as well. Yeah, none of them stepped in at all. It
0: was bow. very bizarre. Like, you know,
2: trying to slap him or something. <laughs> I just, I just, you know what? The more I think about that, like, that orgy comment and stuff was so weird.
1: Yeah, I didn't like this
2: it. This is a twelve. This is a twelve A, right? And they've yeah. done, they've done golden blood, and they said shit every thirty minutes just to keep up with the young, the younger but old, oldish old the. Top end of the younger audience, right? And, like, they go and say all that stuff, and it just didn't, like... It just doesn't flow. Like... Yeah, I... Uh, it, it, I it, it, it's a bit infuriating, because I feel like... I, when, I, when I see films like this, right, and they've got so much promise, I do wonder, like, do they just not get... The actors and and staff not watch this before it goes out, or watch these parts and sections before it goes out. I so you say to hey, the point
0: where they just kind of have to, they're like, shit, we've got no time, no money, we're just going to have to put it out. I mean, you yeah, know, sorry. why... Why? There's
2: no way they don't have any time or money. They push back about 10 films. It's, it really wouldn't have made any difference to the audience if you pushed this back by like another two, three months.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah, it seems to have done pretty well. Um box office wise i think it was one of the top um openings so you know in a week it's already earned 350 million so it's gonna do all right but yeah i mean unfortunately it's just in our collective opinion not not
2: very good yeah i mean there were like you said there are good parts like um like all the acting is pretty good from the adult cast i believe i would say i think you enhance the knowledge that Thor has like in the fact that he knows that these are demon ghouls and I think like obviously I like the scene like you said earlier like between getting to know where Jane and when Jane and he where they both are in between their like like during the time they were in love and how it all broke off I thought that was an interesting way to take it I think he was very stuck on Mjolnir, Mjolnir for way too long He kind of needed to like That was a bit like that's too much I didn't really understand Why he He didn't wield both weapons It kind of It kind of confused me Um Did you Did you guys I don't know what you said earlier Did you like the fact That he bestowed his powers To the kids Because I like the fact That he could bestow his powers Yeah But I don't know why he Because And Because uh, like, As I say stuff I think of other stuff In my mind, he could have taken on all those baddies and not needed the kid's help, purely because of the way he took on the baddies in the first fight scene of the film and in the fight scene in New Asgard. I didn't think he needed the kid's help, personally. Just going to throw that out there. I'll say he did. I
1: slightly disagree only because um, he fought, like those baddies when they, when he first encountered Gore and he did struggle a little bit. I know like eventually Gore like ran away, but I think he had a bit of, he had a bit of trouble. So that's Fair the enough. reason why I would say maybe having the kids there, just makes it a bit easier, I guess. <laughs>
0: hmm. Um, any more to say on this or shall we move on? I have a couple of things to say. So, yeah, go for
1: yeah, it. Go for it. Um, so I like that. Well, if you know, she's in Valhalla, I like that Jane actually died. Um, not because I hate the character or anything, but it just shows his, like, his actual stakes to the film, and people actually did, yeah, she actually did die, like, there wasn't any saving her, kind of thing. I like her. Um, and so, just the last two things is the first one, I think Thor, seemed, for me, I don't know if you guys agree, Thor seems to go through like, the same arc in every film <laughs> that he's in. It's like, oh, he's this lost person, he doesn't really know who he is, and now he has to find himself again. Da-da-da-da. I feel like he's done that in every single film. Like and he has to be reminded of that in every single film. Oh, you actually you're, you're the God of Thunder. Duh, 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 duh. And like, I don't know. It just feels like to the point now. Okay, I hope Thor now knows who he is, and like we don't have to keep going through this emotional beat every single time. Um, I find that really annoying.
2: Um, I don't. I don't know if I would agree with the second film per se, but I think yeah, you are right. The general characterization of him is that he does something. He has to redeem himself. He has loss and he hmm. kind of is trying to build himself back up again.
1: Hmm yeah too
2: I can't remember Dark World very well, so but
1: you can i think I think
2: I think, I, I think he I think his mum dies basically, and Loki's locked up, and then oh yeah, the dark elves come along and whatever oh,
1: yeah. Yeah. yeah um yeah, and the last thing is that they make a really big point of saying like old oh, Thor's kind of like hosts himself off to others and he pushes people away and stuff like that, but as far as I'm aware, we've never seen him do that in any of his films ever. <laughs> or any yeah. of his appearances ever We've never seen him do that
0: He's always been Half. very open with people <laughs> The only time he did that Was right at the end of Infinity War When He Didn't kill, No Beginning of End Game When he became fat But then he didn't yeah. Close himself off to Cork or M- Yeah
1: so. Exactly Okay yeah Fair yeah But like uh, They made a big point saying Oh you know I think it's a uh, him and Quill kind of talking near the beginning and he said, oh, you know, you have to be, like, open to loving people, you know, a, you, to be through the shitty times and da-da-da-da. And I was just thinking, like, like Thor has never displayed himself as someone who, who keeps himself closed off. Like, not, I, when, it, when I think of someone who's, like, closed off emotionally, I think of, like, Wolverine, like that sort of
0: character.
1: Mm. I think Thor is the like, opposite.
0: That's where more time with the Guardians characters could have fleshed that out a bit. Yeah, like, I was just about to say if, that, yeah. If we'd seen an extra ten minutes and he was always on the periphery, like not really wanting to get involved, mm. then you'd understand it. But actually, what happens is is he's once he gets his godbod back, he he basically is like an extrovert being like, I'm here, I'm gonna yeah. save you, blah blah blah. So like yeah, it doesn't actually ring that true. Mm. Um So, yeah. I mean, I think I gave it a six because she said six and a half.
2: I think I'm... Do you know what, though? Like, the more I think about it, like, I'm going to stick with my six and a half. But, like, it... it, I think I'm only doing it because I I feel like I want to give more justification for Chris Hemsworth because I think he does a good job. But, yeah. I mean, 6.5 isn't exactly a great score anyway, so,
0: yeah. Obi, what would you have given it?
2: Um... Yeah, I'll probably give it a six as well,
0: I think. Okay. How are you guys for time? Are you happy to carry on a bit? I've got ten minutes. Ten minutes. Why don't you two catch me up on the last two episodes of Stranger Things?
1: Uh, Okay. So, Vol- Stranger Things Season 4, Volume 2 consists of two episodes one of which I think is an hour 20 I think the second episode is two hours 30 what yeah,
2: yeah, it yeah so two, it's, about, it's about two hours 30 yeah it's so <laughs> <long>. <laughs> oh my god
1: I, that, that episode, is, long, that no episode is, is
2: longer than the film man that episode I, is longer than the film
1: literally I had no complaints I was laughing at every minute of it I do think that there is some stuff that they could cut out but I enjoyed it nonetheless um, so yeah so we agreed on both point. points we left off uh, at the end of Volume 1 with basically the whole reveal of Vecna and how we came to be and blah, 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 And I think Nancy was being shown her backstory by Vecna. The Episode 1 of Volume 2 starts off with, I think, a continuation of that and Nancy basically relaying that message to everybody else. So Vecna's kind of like, let her go. Um And she's kind of telling everybody like, Vecna's going to kill us all, basically. Um So then they're like, Alright, fuck, well, we've got to get a plan to kill Vecna. So, their plan is to go back into the upside down, um, and distract him. Uh, use, so, he's, Vekna's, at this point, has killed three people, and they deduce that he needs to kill a fourth one to, um, basically crack open the upside down and the real world so he can, like, try and take it over. So, they say, we're gonna bait, use Max, who almost got caught by Vecna in Volume 1, we're gonna use her as bait. Um, so she's been um, she has been using music um, listening to music to basically not allow Vecna to get into her mind so in order to stop that she stops listening to the music to try and bait him in whilst the others go back into the upside down and basically try to find Vecna's body whilst he's trying to find Max um, and then to like burn it down or whatever uh, because he's um, vulnerable to fire and all, like, the Demogorgon and all that stuff, they're all vulnerable to fire. So that's their, that's their plot. Then we've got, uh, in Russia, we've still got... Um, what's they called? Uh, Winona Ryder. Can't remember if they'll laugh of me. Wow. Uh, Hopper, um, Murray, and the, the other two Russians. So they're trying to get out of the Russian prison. They break out of the Russian prison, realise that um, they need to um, go back into the prison so that they can basically kill the monsters, the Demogorgons that are there to stop them from getting out and, you know, obviously, you know, killing everybody. So that's their whole, that's their whole plot and spiel and stuff. Um, Then we've got Mike and Will and Jonathan and their mate, whose name I cannot remember, and Eleven. They're in like Arizona or something. Eleven's just, Eleven's about to bust out um, and try and save Max because she can feel where she's, where Max is like, they're all in trouble basically. So she wants to go back to Hawkins. At that same time, um, the doctor, Papa, he don't want to let her go, because he's like, oh, you've still got training to do, you can't leave yet, blah, 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 you're not ready, blah, blah, blah. And then the military come and invade whatever base they're at where Eleven's been training, and they kill everybody, um, and they try to kill Eleven, they end up killing Papa, um, but Eleven's like, allow it, and then she just kind of, like, takes the, kills everybody, takes the helicopter, brings it down to the ground, burns it to the ground, stuff like that. Um, I think some of the government guys get away, but it's neither here nor there, really, for now. So then, whilst they're doing that, uh, 11, uh, Mike, Will, and lot they've been driving around trying to find Eleven. They find her. The Conveniently, at the exact right time, she's bringing down the helicopter. They get in the car and they fuck off to somewhere else. Then, uh, they go to a pizza place, um, and basically, they bribe the guy who works there so that he can use the facility, so that they can Eleven can get in the bath and do her mind shit so that she can basically enter into Max's mind and help her whilst they're all in the upside down stuff um, that happens they do that Max faces off against Vecna and is able to kind of use some sort of willpower to stop herself from being taken over straight away and she's like, she uses good memories to do that um, and whilst this is happening Nancy and all them lot they're all, in, they're all executing their plans to try and get Vecna Um We've got Dustin and Eddie, who are kind of like the lookouts slash decoys. So they play loud metal music to try and get all, like, Reckless creatures to to get attracted to them. Once that happens, they go back into, like, their base where they're locked away and they try to escape. Eddie realises that um we can't, that basically that he needs to sacrifice himself, basically, to make sure that the... The um those demons or whatever they can't get through to the real world. So then he runs back out into whilst Dustin escapes into the real world. Eddie stays behind and draws them all away and fights them off. And basically he he um, gets bitten and shit and dies and stuff. Um, uh, Vecna starts wrecking everybody and like choking everybody. Basically, he basically gets Max to the point where she is pretty much dead. Um. But then eleven, but but he basically kills Beckner Basically kills Max, and Max is basically dead. Um, and, but she says to Lucas before she dies that she couldn't see or see anything or feel anything. Um, so she's basically dead. then
2: her limbs were like fucking, <laughs> oh, it was like out of a horror movie, mate.
0: Yeah, okay. yeah.
2: So is she actually dead.
0: So no, um. So okay. eleven, no one, no one ever really dies. Word to Pharrell, but you know. And, 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 uh, and uh, Luke Skywalker, um,
1: so yeah, Eleven says Eleven sees that Max is like fucked, and she's like, "Nah, allow it," and does something. I don't think we actually see what she does, but I think she manages to run it back somehow to basically give Max some sort of some life. So Max ends up in a coma. Um, she fights back against Lechner. Um, then Nancy and all them lot get free from being strangled, and then they. Uh, start shooting Vecna and hitting him with all sorts of axes and fire and all sorts of stuff they ended up like wounding him basically but not killing him um but because Max died for like I don't know a minute or something that was technically the fourth kill so then that opened up um the the uh, upside down to the rest of the world so it triggers like they call it an earthquake obviously it's not an earthquake because the sky's red and shit and the ground's like breaking up and fucking uh, one of the guys gets like sliced in half I think his name is Jason R.I.P. him um, and yeah the, gra- the 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 town's fu- Hawkins is fucked and uh, it towards the end of the episode like Jonathan and Mike and Will they're driving back and they see all these people driving out of Hawkins I said this would be me I'd be off like there's no way <laughs> I'd stick around to see what happens with all this bullshit so yeah they've kind of like everyone is kind of ruling it the earthquake but obviously it's not because you know Demonic shit's been happening. Uh, everybody reunites. Max is in hospital, like comatose and stuff. She's been comatose for time. Um, and then basically, Will's like, "Yeah, Vecna is still about. That like, we're going to have to fight him." So that's kind of like the setup. Season five. Um, Hopper and all them They managed to kill the the monsters in Russia, and they hop back on the plane and come back to uh, Hawkins. So they meet up with Eleven, and you know they have a nice little reunion stuff like that. Um, Will. <laughs> Will pours his heart out to Mike, yeah, and, and Mike is just, like, the most, um, so, Mike is talking about 11, yeah, and he's saying how much, like, he cares about her, and he's, like, he wishes he could speak to her, blah, blah, blah. and then, basically, Will goes on, like, this long spiel about how Mike's, like, the heart of the squad, and, you know, we all kind of, like, they all kind of look for him to, for leadership, and stuff like that, and he's, like, he's talking in a way where he's talking about Mike and 11, but he's also talking about him and Mike. And obviously, okay. it's, it's quite obvious that he has that he fancies Mike, he has a crush on him. And then, and, but he hasn't, obviously hasn't told anyone, like, that he's, you know, that he's gay, presumably.
2: And Do you then, think his brother knows? Or no? Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, 100%. 100% you think?
1: Okay, yeah. right. So, like, him and, I'm trying to, this bit, like, baffling. So, like, him and, so, he gives Mike a pep talk and, you know, pours his heart out, basically. And then Mike's like, oh, thanks, thanks, Will. And then Will turns slightly to the right and starts bawling his eyes out and Mike just doesn't pay any attention to him whatsoever it was so weird and even Jonathan can see because Jonathan's driving at this point even Jonathan can see in, in, like, in uh, the mirror that, that his brother's crying
2: the, the only thing I'd say right is that yeah. Will has no not Will uh, Mike has just had this thing and he's fully in the mindset of like I need to save 11 I need to tell 11 all this 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 and obviously then Will's saying all this stuff so I think Mike's just not even listening in that yeah, point. like, and then his I, brother's obviously going to look over because his bro. I feel like you yeah. know when your sisters or your brothers are like upset, so you're like but looking like, over. I hear you, Chris, but like they're right next to each other, Chris. If I'm right next to you and you start crying, I'm going to notice and i to be like, Chris, why are you crying? Like, what's up? But that's like, yeah, but but this is he like, even feel, yeah, you even acknowledge it. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I, I I agree with you. I'm just I just uh, yeah. like yeah. It's
0: like the
2: scene. It's like the scene where they save eleven and they drive off in a fucking pizza van and none of the fucking FBI agents do anything and they just get <laughs> yeah, pizza van exactly, and go away. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but yeah, basically, yeah, that's the whole. So basically, we know that
1: Vecna, who's the villain this season, obviously, he is wounded, but um, he basically kind of won as well because he managed to crack into the into the inside world. So I think he wants to take over the actual world. But it was basically like a big setup for season five, which I think is going to be like a final, final. Yeah, show I think that. it will be as well.
2: But it's funny because it's really, like the series is really heavily linked to D and D, and like. Um, I won't say it because it, I think this will be the thing, and I don't want to say it and then spoil the season. But there's a storyline in D and D to do with Vecna, and someone has linked what happened to—is it Joe? No. Who 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 died? Joe. Yeah. They've linked. No, not Joe. Well, Eddie. Sorry. Eddie. His real, his Eddie. Life, his real name. Yeah. Real life
0: name is Joe.
2: Yeah. So Eddie, the death of Eddie. oh won't should I have said that? Do now.
0: Yeah. So, spoiler! Obi said it.
2: Yeah. Well, yeah. Is he Watch, watched it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but anyway, with what had happened there and Vecna being released, there's like someone's like linked a story with the D and D story, and it's quite interesting. But I don't want to say it because I think it could actually come to come to light. Good series overall, then. Just. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I think it's good. I think it might be one of the better. Guns. I believe the last episode was two and a half hours. Yeah, it was mm.
0: so long. <gasps> oh, but clearly that didn't feel too long to you.
2: Uh, it felt long, but it was it was doable. It wasn't like it wasn't a strain.
0: Okay. I didn't
2: mind it because I wanted to watch it. Yeah. To
0: be yeah. I think once it's finally finished, I'll probably like to rewatch it. But some was it someone said in one of our WhatsApp chats today that it's not going to start filming until 2024. What? I was not going to start filming until 2024. Or was it oh. released in 2024? No, I thought it was, in thought it was Okay. But I could be wrong. Sorry. Still, that's quite, you know, quite a way. And 11 will be 33. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So
2: it's, uh, yeah.
0: It should, should be 20, but yeah. Is only 18? Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. But yeah, I mean, they're far too old to be children. But anyway. Yeah. All right. Well, um next time maybe we can review The Umbrella Academy and The Boys um, as we're all caught up on that Um, I don't think there's too many big film releases coming out that I am aware of Um, Is there any
2: Netflix films we all want to watch?
0: I want to watch The Grey Man which is a Russo Brothers film that's coming out I presume Friday okay but yeah so maybe we can watch that um And then, yeah, talk about the other TV shows and anything else that we fancy. But um, thanks for listening. You can find us on Twitter at podcast 17 and we're on Instagram as Your Average
2: Critics. Peace. Keep this accent.